Hello and welcome to the Four Notchdown Podcast, the show about the lore and universe of the Halo franchise. This is episode number forty-three, uh, recorded October twenty-fifth, twenty twenty-one. I'm David, and I'm joined by my usual co-host, Danny. Hi, Lee Holy. Uh, and we've convened this podcast quickly, uh, uh, coming on the heels of a really the first and I'm going to assume only major campaign reveal we get campaign overview as it is called uh, that was released this morning by yeah yeah we've we've really been waiting uh a particularly long time to get this reveal essentially but i think it's it's meaty there's lots of stuff to go into and so danny overall impressions what did you think um I, i i can't lie i i i thoroughly enjoyed it uh from the start to the end of it I was I was on board. I was on board the hype train. Uh it delivered in the areas I was hoping it would deliver. Um it teased more than I thought it would. Um and it felt more like a halo piece of media than anything else has in the past couple of years. Like it just had a bit of authenticity that I feel maybe some other things have lacked. I mean it's it's definitely the entire thing is structured in such a i wouldn't even say it's like pandering it's just an unabashed like we're doubling down on chief we're doubling down on classic halo quote unquote uh like give you the damn monks give you the da 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 does uh yeah so some awesome classic stuff um yeah and I, i definitely think it it hit that target but i think the good news is that they also Oh, we're giving a show of what is new um, and where it's going forward in the franchise, not just repeating the the greatest hits. Um, yeah, which I think is promising. Yeah, you can tell you can tell that Infinite is definitely a far cry, cry away from like where four and five were heading in terms of the world game direction, just by just by that overview of the campaign and how it plays out and what you're coming to expect. Okay, well, so was that an intentional one? Hmm. Far cry from. I would I would never make a pun. <laughs> Danny, well known as a punless wonder. All right, so we're going to just uh, step through this. It was, let's even see, it's all of six, six minutes and change. So uh, we open up with a, a shot of classic Cortana and Chief. Uh, Cortana 2 has gotten the note, and I guess it's also just a a visual shorthand because we've got the weapon in this game as well. But Cortana's going back to the classic. She's gone back to being purple. Uh, They sort of drained that out of her over the course of three games till she was totally blue. (laughs) But now she's back. Now, I have to point out here that if you're not entirely familiar with the setup and you're going into uh, Halo Infinite Blind, uh, you might be confused because the narrator is separate from the two characters, and all three of them are voiced by Jen Taylor, I believe. So you might be a bit confused yeah, it's, by it's who's talking and why. Basically, Jen Taylor is doing, like, assuming, I mean, I assume this voiceover is not in the actual game, but she's basically doing three different voices in this. She's mm-hmm. doing her narrator yeah. overview voice. She's doing the weapon. And, well, I guess she Cortana does not technically speak in this original cortana that we know yeah that we that we know of yeah but 
I mean, if Halsey shows up in the final game, we're going to get like three different versions over there too, which is interesting. Why not? And, why not? Why, why, why not a few more Flash clones? Because <laughs> it'd be a party. They have to. They have to beat out Endgame. They have to up the stakes. Come on, give me a portal and more Cortana's pop out. Jen Taylor insisted that she would only come back if she could like do like multiple personalities as like her Emmy showreel <laughs> kind of thing. They always have those those episodes in, in science fiction shows where they have a like. Um, in Star Trek, they had the TNG episode Masks, which is just Brett Spiner acting like a crazy person. I would like to believe that Jen Taylor's above trying to pad out her reel uh, when it comes to a, a gig like this. Well, it's it's a good example of it's come up with uh, watching the uh, What If a Marvel oh, show on. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. There is, there's something to be said for having the original... Uh, in an animation having the original uh, actors playing the roles but voice acting is a completely different skill and sometimes voice actors are just so much better than regular actors at it and Jen Taylor pulling off three different characters in the Halo universe is probably a pretty good example of that I think it's uh, a testament to her strength as an actor absolutely Um, this is a, a very good demonstration of why um, Microsoft are happy for Gen 2 Front, their high-budget, platform-focused, platform-exclusive, essentially. You know what I mean? It's a big deal. It's their big focus. And uh, I think the opening uh, may be not uh, the easiest to digest if you're a new player, let's be honest here. But moving on, it's it's, uh, from a lore perspective, from a fan perspective... It's a it's a good way to catch up. It's like okay, stuff happened, <laughs> and it gets you sort of framed into the right into the right area straight away. I feel well. I think it, in some ways, it sets up the game for someone who really maybe they played the first three or whatever, and they aren't really involved, and yeah. they just know. All right, there's Chief, and then you had that AI who followed him around, and there were aliens. And they promise that there is, yeah, there is something going on and that will be revealed, but they don't, they set up the bare minimum and... Well, they, they say yeah. that the, the past games are a distant memory, and for a lot of players, they will be a distant memory. <laughs> and you, here's your new conflict, you're fighting Rosetta Halo. It's straight to the point, that is the territory that you have to concern yourself with. Forget about the details, you know the story is going to inform you of what you need to know, and there's a big mystery... And it sets up the stakes. I think it sets the right tone. Mm-hmm. And we get, uh, I mean, the opening shot is, so I guess Cortana's doing like, she's kind of her Halo 2 style look. Uh, and I don't know if this is just like a flashback or it's supposed to be just memories uh, from Chief, but you get, um, like we, we talked about before with the uh, the previous campaign tease, Jen Taylor does a great job. Um and the animators do a great job in distinguishing the weapon from Cortana. And I think they do a nice job here with Chief. Uh, he's a lot more chatty in the game, and we'll we'll get into that. Uh, but here, it's just a wordless... Oh, we will. We definitely will get into Chatty Chief. Don't you worry. It's just a, uh, a, a wordless, like, slow clench of his fist after Cortana goes. And like, that, that, that sells you on what's going on. He's summed, sad and bummed out. Well, I I thought the tone they were striking like they're calling in the hail troops. We need a savior. We need hope. They're hitting all of the same marketing notes from past Halo games. We need Master Chief. We need Space Jesus. We need you. And the drums kick in at that very 
exciting moment really like you're you're stoking the fan base and the drums are like yep that's it yep. that's all we fucking need we need hope you we get need some drums going. jesus uh and this opening section before the the drums start kicking in um we get our our choir as necessary we also get uh basically repeats of the deliver hope uh trailer and so it's actually there's a couple we'll put links in the show notes to them um there's a couple side by sides and just in terms of uh what you see it looks a lot more detailed uh than the deliver hope i mean they mm-hmm. they updated chief he's darker and more battle armored and stuff but there's more debris flying out um he's got like some umbilical thing uh floating next to him and when they bring him in uh there's it's actually it's one of those things where the people usually complain about downgrades uh when stuff gets to the the final product but assuming this is pretty close to release it actually looks like they've improved some stuff it looks nice. Yeah, it's an interesting comparison side by side. Yeah, I like to see that. I hadn't had time to troll and see those kind of side by sides, but I know that people were were praising them. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, so then the drums kick in and we we drop down to the surface. Uh, we get some more. I I would love to see how much of the dialogue for the pilot is just him like saying things in annoyance or disbelief. Because uh, he's asking why we would go back to Zeta Halo, and Chief's like a weapon. I'm like, but you have so many guns, Chief. Why do you need more? Military fetishism. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. So you get lots of uh, sweeping, sweeping shots. Uh, we do get because they they talked about um, how they were they were kind of going back to basics and like Pacific Northwest feeling of stuff. But we do get uh, some pretty varied uh, environments like there's one that looks kind of bombed out um it's not just all lush lush pretty stuff um obviously there's the 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 big hexagons everyone complained about like the the columns sort of broken breaking up the the environment and we also get to see you know your classic uh <laughs> i forget what what it was that everyone but there was some thing a couple weeks ago where everyone was flipping their shit because there was a picture of the classic forerunner door with that kind of like a pentagon shaped thing going on and like, Oh, classic doors, which I admit it is. I was kind of the same <laughs> way too. Um, I guess it was in one of the multiplayer preview maps, uh, but we get to see your, your classic dark uh, foreigner environment. But uh, if you're familiar with halo wars, there's lots of the, the angry red banished stuff all over. Um, so there's, there's some, uh and it's different times of day uh there's wildlife which as anyone knows there are many many types of wildlife that never made it into halo and now there are actually big things that aren't just like moths or whatever <laughs> moths various yeah, flies yeah. yeah so i will immediately when i load up into it see if i can kill or beat the wildlife because i am a terrible person but i just want to see if they're interactive or if they'll like run away from you and stuff. After we get the establishing shots of uh, Zeta Halo, we're taken straight into what looks like a very typical Halo encounter. Can you see your 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 grunts, your brutes, mm-hmm. yeah, your different weapons, uh, your grapple, and it talks about your freedom, Spartan freedom, 
and it shows you the banshee, you see ghosts on the ground with jackals, you see a warthog, big open ass environments. Yeah, and there's there's a couple interesting things here. I really do like um it's it's one of those things for some people they're like, oh my god, more hexagons. But I really like the uh the pattern, the shield pattern on Chief mm. that you can see when you're taking damage. That's pretty nifty. And I'm wondering it'll get into stuff that we see later because the grapple in a couple shots throughout has this stun effect on it, which I'm not sure if that's a campaign specific thing uh, or it's something that you basically upgrade as you go through the the campaign. Well, I I think um, based on what we'll see later that uh, they're more willing to go in a different direction with some of the gameplay elements in the campaign from what we see in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were willing to do, you no know, bend some of the expectations a little bit to do that a bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, they they definitely spend their time. Yeah, we got the the running over jackals with the the warthog, all that good stuff. Running around with banshees, we get a the the classic. Uh, okay, here's the the foreigner beam tower shooting stuff off into the atmosphere. Uh, and then we transition inside um, to presumably it's the same environment uh, that we saw in the uh, previous campaign tease uh, where Chief uh, encounters the weapon. Uh, and the weapon pops up and he's like, hey, it's been, Chief, it's been six months. Where are you going? Um, <laughs> so presumably that's the after the six months after the catastrophic whatever that happened at Zona Halo. Yeah, the whatever that happened, yeah. Yeah. Um and the the as we were talking, it definitely spends time setting up the the mystery of after Halo five, they specifically as people were concerned, oh, they're just gonna forget about uh <laughs> Halo five entirely. Uh no, what is Cortana up to? And we get a shot of Cortana still in her her uh I don't even know what you would call it, suit? like mantle, or, body armor, or birthday kind of look. Suit. Or birthday suit. Why is it a birthday suit? You don't get because up armored you made in it your new, suit to suit. <laughs> her new forerunner birthday, she made the suit for it. I guess, and she's she's uh, also purple, so once again she's gotten the, the memo uh, looking at a unknown possibly human, possibly banished who knows, uh, hologram. She's doing Ooh, a very serious? good, I guess, kind of evil plot pace around it. I, be- I-, I bet Isaac would have a theory about that. <laughs> Probably would. The ping him. Uh, and then <laughs> we get the go from her doing her little, like, I mean, she should be stroking a cat when she's looking at that hologram, but she's not. But then we immediately cut to, oh, the weapon so cute and innocent. And like, I was supposed to stop Cortana. Was she bad? Did she do a bad thing? I know, right? It's like, like um, someone didn't play Halo 5. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> Show her the historical documents. And also, like, I get need to know, but you you really think that you would give a little more context to the person, the, the weapon that's Well, the thing is, we don't, we, we, we really, we're called the weapon. It's literally the weapon. It's, it's, a, it's an AI called the weapon designed for a very specific singular purpose. I wouldn't make expectations of such a weird creation. Mm. Yeah. 
Um, but they're still, they're definitely playing how different she is than Cortana. Um, and then from there we go to, uh, you get a weapon and vehicle call-in pads, basically. And the pilot will drop yeah, off whatever. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, he drops a wasp from a really high height and just it plops down on the ground. I noticed. Yeah, it sparked on the ground. It's like, for sake, you couldn't land that with your gentler. Yeah, I'm like, man, that's that's pretty bad. You're like damaging. Imagine if Cheeks lost a, imagine if Cheeks lost a feckin' toe over a feckin' wasp dropping. Like, how embarrassing would that be? It also demonstrates, I think, one of the, uh, I think overall, I mean, I thought the the original E3 2019, while it had some limitations, I thought it looked pretty good in most respects. I get why some people wanted their more, they more more grit. So now you got, yeah, there's more grittiness on the assault rifle, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the one area, and I noticed this in the, the beta too, that I think Halo Infinite really falls down for me is in terms of like particle effects and stuff like that. And you see it mm. a lot with like grenade explosions and you see it here with these sparks that they're just kind of often really opaque to me. They don't really blend with the environment that well. That's my really my only complaint about what we've seen so far. But yeah. So in the middle of this, we're taken to some like aerial gameplay with the chief dropping in with a rocket launcher and explosions exploding everywhere. And it's like, yep, this is what I want in my halo. I want to go and dine and I want to be in the middle of it with a rocket launcher. Yeah. And it's it's nice. There's a lot actually, a lot of the, the spanker spends a lot of time showing up in this. Uh, we also get uh, uh, it immediately cuts to our favorite jackal snipers, um, <laughs> who actually uh, they they're interesting. They actually remind me a lot of the uh, the Halo Combat Evolved ones um, hmm. more than because they they lost their helmets in Halo Two and Three and stuff uh, a lot of the time. Well, it was a nice close up. We did get good. Hard glare up. Yeah, so there, your avian jackals are back. You can't complain about T-Rexy ones. Um, Damn right. Yeah, and then we uh, get the talk about how the banished are still hunting down the remainder of the UNSC. We get another shot, or maybe it's the same shot, different angle of Chief looking at the pelican and all the friend or foe tags go deceased. Uh, we get another Asharam hologram chilling out. He's going to meet you on the battlefield. As usual. I'll um, get you next time, Gadget. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, and then we get uh, a shot of a brute ripping open a door and chucking it, and then in walks Chief. That was so awesome. What the fuck was that kind of f-ing tone? That was that was awesome. Oh, that was very high-energy, awesome cutscene. I'm like, oof, give me that. And it's definitely cool. I mean, this is another... There's been reports that they were going to kind of do like a God of War or like seamless uh, thing where there aren't really camera cuts. Um, And this, I mean, it's still not entirely, I guess, confirmed, but they definitely are, from what we've seen, doing a lot of sort of seamless transitions from gameplay uh, to cutscenes or vice versa, like we saw in the the yeah. E3 2019 where you drop down and then the camera just flips around you're in chief and here we see it too where it tracks down this corridor to where chief is uh and then you jump into him to fight this guy uh and well, i guess why like as as chief's walking down the to to that encounter the hallway walk is very reminiscent of the promo shots in halo 2 and halo 3 like the marketing shots of the chief 
holding his AR, walking down oh, the, yeah. the camera from the side on view. Mm-hmm. I remember that very specifically in Halo 3. And I remember being told oh, it was t- it was the Halo 2 shot they were recreating to show you the you know, the bump in detail, the mm-hmm. generational sort of thing. And I, I loved the fact that, that I, I, that's why I got I got the impression they were doing that callback and then showing you in real time and all the fantastic graphics and the excitement of the moment. And then, like you were saying, the brute charges the chief. Is that not a Halo 2 callback? Yeah. And I mean, you get a you get a close. If you pause it, you get a pretty close up view of the the brute, and he looks nice. He looks gnarly. People should be happy. I'm sure Craig will like reappear like as a mini boss <laughs> or something. Um, <laughs> I hope so. A name secret boss that you have to trigger somehow. I love yeah. that. Uh, we get a uh, hunter. We get sniping people. Was that a dodge I seen during that hunter encounter? A wee sneaky dodge, like a wee um, strafe dodge or special thing. Yeah. Uh, well, that that comes up later that they they give you uh, yeah, some uh, thruster sort of stuff. And and then we've seen the top tier me quality. Like I couldn't have done any better than this. Like the worst Halo sniper ever was given the honor of embarrassing themselves, and uh, it went as expected. Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why they cut it. So it's great. We get a scene where Chief rolls in. Uh, he finds some like humans uh the unarmored so i guess they were they were captured or whatever and they're like oh it's it's chief um he, and he I, I like it that he just layups a fusion coil over their heads and blows people up and they're like chief is that you and like no who else could it be <laughs> <laughs> didn't the chief yeet a couple of marines off the cliff as well during that trailer well yeah he he's been taking uh lessons at the cat school of driving and immediately jumps in and pretty much looks like he drives them off a cliff. They just cut before it was really obvious that they had blown each other Respawn, up. ragdoll. Yeah. Like, whoop, 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 whoop. Um, but yeah, it's that, that's that classic thing. I still got my, <laughs> I was looking through my, uh, my file share the other day for my captures on, on my Xbox. And there was one from uh, Halo. Halo 5 Warzone where I called in a really nice hog and like someone jumped in and we were going to do something and I just hit a lip wrong and just took him off the edge. I felt so bad. It took like <laughs> 10 seconds for me to just kill us both. Like, oh, that's, that's classic Halo. And then we we drop down and we get uh, once again, quippy uh, dialogue between the the weapon and so it's definitely, they're, they're going to spend lots of time with talking with the pilot and chief and weapon and chief and the weapon, sweet summer child, is like, maybe it's a friendly person. What if it's a friend? Friend? It's like, come on. Come on. You can't yeah, be that naive. I kind of, I kind of wish, like, she says no. But I kind of wish she just looked at her wordlessly. I'm like, come on. <laughs> come on. So this is actually, this is actually something special then. Uh, obviously, the, uh, the guy that pops out is a jetpack wielding brute. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically named Tremonius. Tremonius? Yeah. Tremonius? Yeah, I do not really like the the health bars, I think. That's a little too desperate. Yeah, for I was me. gonna say there's a there's a health bar and shield bar by the looks of it. I especially since I mean obviously they probably played this on a low difficulty, but I don't think that they're gonna be like destiny style like bullet sponge enemies where you're just unloading clip after clip after clip after clip into them um i'm sure they're going to be more like classic 
Halo enemies, just tougher. Um, but I guess I guess some people they want their health bars. Damn it! Well, regardless of what happens with the health bars, we I, we did. I think I spotted a mid battle uh, cutscene. No, the the spices up. Oh, you think so? So they're really like mm-hmm. sort of mid battle, uh, quick time event or something. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's maybe it's a hint, or maybe it's just a more dynamic cutscene as you're as you're fighting. You know, they reposition some characters or change the environment, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I mean, because that's that's of all the the strengths of Halo, I think boss fights have been traditionally its weakest. Um, even though, I mean, it's definitely one of those things where boss fights are preferable to like just having the people get killed in cutscenes. But Halo Two, especially like. I don't think any of those fights were fun, really. It just felt like slogs. Yeah, um, yeah and I don't think there's many fans of, of Halo 2's boss fights. Yeah, like, oh fair. boy, I just get blown up by the guy who has some... I never, I never really got the heretic leader, how the, those hollow things work. They never made any sense. Uh, Although it did feel good punching him on his, hollow, on his floaty chair. That felt really good punching him in the face. So good that they added a skull just for uh, doing it. So good. In Halo 2 Anniversary. Um, but from here, we get the TAC map. Um, and this shows, is really what shows the difference uh, for Infinite versus the previous. So you got a map. This is the, this is the point now where my, the payoff of my uh, Far Cry puns comes to fruit. Yeah, so um, there's a lot of stuff here. So they have the map. And they have a kind of crazy number of collectibles shown. They have uh, the classic skulls. uh, But they've also got three other things um, that are more numerous. Like there's two skulls in the area shown. But there's like 12 of one other thing, which I think are looking at them are going to be. They look a lot like the mission intel. Uh, just looking at the icon, um, I'm assuming some of them are upgrades because uh, there's one which has, looks like it has a UNSC logo on it. Whenever I was playing uh, a bunch of MMOs, um, I, those were basically side quests. <laughs> Whenever you go to a new area, you unlock a bunch of side quests and you basically just fill out your map and go to go get all the hidden things, the sites, the missions, all that sort of stuff. And I had the unfortunate um, occasion to get really sick of it because the side mission I was playing was on uh, World of Warcraft and it was a particular mission where you had to pick up these body parts and I have become a little bit frustrated with the (laughs) amount of side missions getting in the way of saving the world or whatever and I ranted to uh, the buddy I was playing with about I'm sick and tired of doing all these side missions and I was was just shouting about the different body parts I was picking up I, I accidentally, I'll say accidentally, I intentionally called it side anuses. I'm doing all these side anuses in a row. And from that point onwards, anytime I see a map now in any game where you have to fill it out and populate it and do all the wee collectibles and fill up all the bars and get all the stuff, I just think of side anuses. You know, yeah. like these are side anuses to the campaign. I hope they don't make, I hope they don't make like getting all the collectibles, all the, all the collectibles like an achievement or something because yeah. then i'll do it because i 100 percent my games even if it's frustrating but um isn't that one of the criticisms of far cry games in particular that they have these um their, their worlds are dotted with these like little checkpoints 
that you have to they unlock the map and they're just like casually dotted throughout. I think it was more as an Ubisoft thing, but mm. it's definitely well, and especially I remember the first time I played The Witcher Three. It's like they just start dumping all these icons on you on the map. It kind of feels like paralyzing. <laughs> like, oh my god! Like they're trying to hit you over the head with how much stuff there is to do. And like I just, I like you, yeah. Like, I hand. want some diversion stuff, hand. but I I want to play the game. I don't want to hunt everything. So what what do you, what's your impressions here then? Do you think what you're seeing is intimidating from um from a casual player's perspective? Say, I don't think so because I think it's one of those things. If you aren't like a completionist or whatever, you just ignore half that stuff. Um, like no one, if yeah. you don't care about the story in some deep way, you're gonna pick up a story log where you find it and be like, oh, that's interesting, and move on. Um. So well, I what think... I found really interesting was the uh, the menu screen that you got to see. You got to see like the priorities in your menu. Mm-hmm. You got to see the tack map. There's an upgrades tab. There's a fob yeah. tab. And there's a targets tab and a database tab. So, yeah, I mean, we could make some assumptions here. Upgrades, obviously, that comes in uh, later. Uh, mm-hmm. Fob, we believe, would probably be like forward operating forward base. Operating base, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, your outposts. It seems like the the campaign is threaded throughout the same locations that are dotted throughout the place. Like you, you unlock these little checkpoints, these little like watchtower areas that reveal more of the map and the little yeah. thread. The it seems like they're threading the the campaign through that. And that would be that would be the most like far cry thing is that you have to like capture these outposts before you can use them. Uh. Yeah, there looks like whenever you're looking at the details on the screen, it's like you're gaining valor, valor to unlock resources at these bases. So there's like a a meta game sort of uh, relevancy to it outside of the the, the story and campaign. Clearly, so basically, you um, from the t- the text that they tell you, because this is the one they zoom in on is forward operating base golf uh, that you capture. Once you capture them, they serve as your fast travel hub. Um, they provide the stuff we saw before, the air or vehicle support or whatever, uh, and then they reveal everything around. So I presume that they'll reveal a bunch of the collectibles, etc., in that region. Once yeah, you each base it. seems to have a, a wee terminal. I like I like the idea of going to activate the terminal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they give like the for a side mission they have a ransom keep mission where you're supposed to destroy these silos. They show you. Uh, what your valor is from it. Uh, they show you what collectibles are in that area or attached to that mission. Um, and then we get to to get to see the silos, and you you have a location discovered, and they they show that mm. pops up, and there's some glowy kind of borderlands reminding me of glowy. <laughs> uh, shoot these things. Uh, stuff yeah, there that... seems to be a, like a, a little vignette in it as well. Whenever one of the objectives was uh, destroyed. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the interspliced with the gameplay, so they're definitely cutting away. Yeah, we just blow it up. They, you get to see a, a shot of of Chief running through, and like me, failing to splatter people with the chopper. Um, you you get. I really laughed because they have a a first person shot of the animation of Chief turning these things to blow up the whatever, which look pretty much exactly like the 
the same ones he did when you were trying to shut down the uh, pylons in Halo 4. I just reuse that yeah. animation. Um, we get more shots of fighting people a lot more. Here, the grapple does not uh, zap anyone, but once again, he yeets a fusion coil into the into the silo to blow it up. That's fun. Um, we get another uh, example of possibly a, if not a mini boss, because he doesn't have a, a name on him, just a tougher boss. Uh, and he's actually one who is still wielding a spanker when he comes down. So some of the brutes presumably will be using human weapons, which is cool. Yeah, that's, as long uh, as they that's good to know. I have some bad memories of the heretic elite waves in Halo Reach firefight because they were... <laughs> it's not fun when the enemy gets to use hit scan weapons on you. That was super tough. Like when they, they come in with grenade launchers, you're dead. <laughs> uh, but we'll see how it works. Yeah, out. we don't want that mess. But then we uh, go back. So we've talked about the TAC map and the Ford operating base. So then we go into the upgrades tab, um, and they have Spartan cores, which are one of the... Uh, the currencies, the yeah. The currencies, yeah, one of the, one of the collectibles. So, um, and they give you... So you see options for upgrading your gravel shot, uh, your shields, your threat sensor, uh, the drop wall ability, or your thruster. Um, I like that it's still the same thruster icon from the Evade stuff. And we get to see that, and this is this is cool, and I think it's an example of them learning some lessons from Halo 5 Warzone, because Halo 5 Warzone had a lot of fun weapons that would totally mess up the game in a competitive sense, but they were fun in a more arcadey sense. And especially with the campaign, I think, especially with games like these, part of the fun is getting... If you spend all your time digging through everything, getting all the collectibles, you become so powerful that you can destroy everything in your path. And that's kind of the fun of like RPGs or MMOs is that you can just lay waste to low-level stuff if you've upgraded everything. Uh, The Pyrofan to say, no, definitely. Yeah, and so I hope that that, uh, factors into this, that you can upgrade all your stuff. So they show him getting uh, an upgrade that lets you upgrade your thruster and then you have a short... uh, camo period come on afterwards um, which is nifty and he uses that to well first he grabs a hammer and then he gets behind the brute and smacks him with it yeah that was cool yeah um and uh we also so should briefly because they don't really come up later so in addition to the forward operating base stuff the the upgrades and your map um there's two two final uh uh, things left on the the menu and they are targets which presumably uh relates to mini bosses or stuff that you you come across um and that's yeah ones that may have been called out later on because mm-hmm. um, we thought we see as far as the e3 2019 stuff we've seen things that seem related to that and then database which i'm hopeful is just like a straight up lore codex kind of thing um i guess we'll yeah, see Yeah, that would make sense yeah and it would be awesome if it is because hey it's right there you can tab over it to whenever um that yeah, would be make nice. it more accessible it's not just book nerds come on just yeah let people well and if it's in the game story. there's more of a chance that they'll find it as opposed to having to dig through a menu or something or find it that way um, oh i i thought bungie's idea of putting it on their websites and telling people in game to go to the website was actually the best method <laughs> before this that's a destiny one joke folks 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we get, I am, they definitely are alongside classic Halo stuff. I definitely think they are leaning into the novelty of the grapple because um, you see a lot of it being used. You use it to jump up, get it advantage on people grab fusion coils and chuck them at people um they're definitely heavily used. if it's it. half as fun as it looks then why would you not i mean sell that and it was the, it was the feature even in its limited form and where you could go in the multiplayer it was fun just like woo! i can't actually i would like grab onto stuff i'm like oh i, I can't actually believe that it's letting me do this um, it's, it's like afraid it was going to be, oh, well, you can only attach it to certain things or stick on. Just, stuff. just think about the trick videos. You know, we're going to see in future some really disgusting edits are going to going to yeah. happen. And the, I mean, they, they also seems like they highlight just from a lot of the stuff that there is not fall damage or it's super, super slight. Um, cause they have him doing some pretty intense landings and he's fine. So you should be able to get up to some. I mean, that's that's the glory of of Halo at its best is weird. You're like, damn right. Fun, strange, emergent gameplay, and like I can't believe I just took out this group of enemies that way. Uh, so the grapple shot for thus far, it seems like it's actually it's really tying into that well. And then uh, they have the the beauty shot of the Scorpion tank for the people who who really like that stuff. <laughs> Some people just fucking love tanks. Yeah. Uh, once again, the weapons like quipping, like, oh, that's useful if you like that sort of thing. Yeah, those quips are really, really starting to grade at this point. Those quips in particular feel very forced and not natural. This is like the chief on from Halo 3 on steroids. It is, I think, the most excited chief has ever sounded about anything in a game is... Steve Downs' delivery here for oh I like it. <laughs> See, I I'm worried it may teeter into into almost parody. Almost, you know what I mean? It seemed or a caricature of the of, of Chief, it seems a bit too much leaned into. Yeah, I don't know. I mean everything else we've seen has been has been on top of it, so I think it might just be one of those things that they're they're showing showing those kind of scenes in this. So if they're spread out, it's not going to be, it's not going to feel yeah, like Yeah, if, if they just, if this is just the sizzle reel of really quips, it's a first choice for the trailer. I mean, it's not a quip until like the Master Chief kills someone and then gives like the, the one-liner about the CSI in Miami closer thing about it. Like he beats someone well, to down. to be fair on Halo... To be fair, in Halo, we've had cheesy lines in the past. So I, if we get cheese in the final product, I'll be happy enough with it. Uh, and then uh, we get some more Banshee stuff. Um, and they're they're definitely and that was that was part of the uh, advertising we saw back in E3 was the the step inside coming back to the the doubling down on Chief after Halo Five, uh, like becoming the vehicle hijack on yeah. steroids, essentially. So yeah, you get to see him jump out of vehicle. <laughs> Uh, blow up one banshee and then grapple in and hijack another one, uh, which is super cool. Uh, also cool is that um, actually kind of gave me mist vibes. Uh, they this takes place at the very end of the ring, so you see all the the hexagons and stuff. But when he's up in the air, you actually just see space, and it's it's pretty cool. You just see all the way through the ring. Um, what I took away from that moment was as you're absolutely dominating the air by taking out two banshees in the most ridiculous master chief kind of way the, the narration 
is about this won't be an easy fight. And it's like you're 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 literally teabagging these <laughs> banshees out of the air. You know what I mean? You're teabagging them out of the air and it's like this won't be easy. And it's like sure feckin' looks easy and fun. Yeah. Um and then we go like with the opening shots, we return to the environment from the E3 2019 demo. Um except the lighting is definitely moodier. Oh, definitely. You notice it instantly. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, they do say take on recur- returning favorites, which might be a, a wink at Craig or not. Um, yeah. uh, the, I will say that it doesn't look like the brutes who land do any better than the previous ones. But uh, And then we also, the next shot, I had to really go through this frame by frame because it's, it's really confusing. So they got uh, new, new enemies, um, skimmers, yeah, who are using. Skimmers. Um, hmm. I'm not sure if we've seen these weapons before. They kind of got like this steampunky Tesla electric thing going on. Um, but the skimmers, they're flying. They've got glowy eyes. Um, they look like they've got multiple extra limbs, so it's not like they're just grunts in some weird harness or something. Uh, and they grab onto. They, they look. They, they look like Lester buggers. Yeah. They well. They they really. F- they got a lot of flying monkeys in Oz thing going on with them. Uh, with these like big oversized hover pack wing things. Um, and you're you selling them... me. You're really selling me on them. Don't be saying that. You're selling me more on surrender, them. Dorothy. Uh, and we see them kind of grab onto a. A glowing red, uh, presumably monitor shell. Um, it looked very monitory, didn't it? Yeah, and it, it's, I presume, it actually, well, this was another thing that kind of reminded me of, uh, what are those things in Destiny? The not quite monitors in Destiny. The surveyors or something? The ghosts? No, the, the floaty, the big floaty orb things that are enemies. Oh, the, I don't know. I just prospectors or something. I don't know. Either way, it reminded me of those because it's not it's not a classic monitor. Um, I kind of presume that these are uh, sub monitors because last time we we went to Installation of Seven uh, in Halo Point of Light, they mentioned that, and they've mentioned it a couple times in the lore. We I don't think we've ever seen them really, but that there mm-hmm. are sub monitors who I presume are basically uh, they're basically the dumb foreigner ai that so i'm just things. gonna pretend at this point in my head canon that they're just little bit guilty spark clones just being abused for life tormented. well he is he does have a red a red glowy thing which could is generally meant bad things uh and we does does seem like it's it's hard to hard to entirely tell but it does seem like it's uh trying to defend itself so maybe it's it's not angry it's just trying to blast the uh, skimmers who are grabbing onto him it just wants a hug it's like hey let me alone um yeah they try and like look like they're trying to rip it apart and he he goes red and bluey uh, and then after that we get introduced to uh jaga or domna who i had to laugh because even jen taylor doesn't seem like when she's doing the voiceover that she can believe that it's called that. Like, what is this name? I so had to use the subtitles to get that name, by the way. So, <laughs> yep. Uh, but he's a sadistic Spartan killer. Uh, Not like a happy Spartan killer yeah, or tranquil that's, Spartan that's killer? seems like unnecessary, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, he's hanging out in the creepy basement uh, with got 
looks like he's got like trooper uniforms and stuff as trophies splayed out, or maybe they're like targets. Um, and he's we've seen uh, I don't know if we got his name before, uh, but we've definitely seen his look before we saw some uh concept art. So he's kind of like yeah, uh, I don't know, like an elite goth. He's super edgy and like everything's got blades on him. He's black and red, uh, and he's got a what looks like a a robot arm on one side, uh, and so he's got a classic red energy sword. Uh, so and then, I can I can already imagine a thousand Sangheili fan fiction being written. So yeah, so doing I mean, something good. Maybe he's ex Silent Shadow or something. Uh, he's also got a uh, he's dual wielding. It's got one that is kind of like a. Sh- it looks a lot like the the prophet's bane, but shorter, and it's wrist mounted. I thought it looked like a like a tonfa or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then finally, uh, perhaps most interesting is we get our look at the. the no, repeated- no 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 no. Oh, what he you- looks angry. Oh. <laughs> yes. How for could I forget the other one liner? Um. Right, but then we go to the Harbinger. Um, and this is another one that really reminded me of a Destiny. It's kind of actually, if you mixed the... I uh, See, I don't know. What are they? The Vex? Like the weird robot ones with pyramid heads in Destiny with... That's Vex, uh, yeah. Yeah, all right. And then like a little bit of just her movement reminds me a little bit of the big sisters from Bioshock 2. But it's some um, middle-aged sounding lady voice uh, for the Harbinger who's talking, talking bull. Got two, uh, two mandibles there. Isn't yeah. It? So yeah, there were some people like, wait, is it a prophet? And, like it's got two mandibles and it doesn't. It looks definitely robotic. So I would, I would say it's definitely not a prophet. Um, so it's maybe. not prelate then. Yeah, not a no, probably not a prelate because we just saw. Um, well, we'll talk about it on the coming podcast. Well, they, we just they saw called themselves the harbinger. They call they called themselves the harbinger of truth. Oh, sorry, the harbinger of the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's she's floating around in a a foreign environment, so presumably could be foreigner, but it's definitely not. Especially if they've they've doubled down on on bringing back a lot of the the classic. Uh, Paul Russell bungee forerunner stuff into the the Tron runner look does not look like a classic forerunner thing. Um, well, if it's a precursor, Ooh. yeah, I mean, it's definitely uh, definitely no floaty bits on her. Uh, so it's it's up to the air, and she doesn't like forerunner. It's hard to tell if it's a if it's a uh, just a, a tricky camera cut, or she actually does just knock chief all the way out yeah that was a she she looked like she was attacking him like dragon ball style energy blasts and Mm -hmm. stuff yeah and she's got a she's got a glowing center part which i assume you will attack for massive damage um Mm -hmm. definitely looks like one yeah and so it's hard to tell if she just like knocked him like teleported him out of the the environment he was in or not oh so so secretly she's helping the chief or just doing the usual thing of i should kill you now but instead i'm just gonna knock you away and you'll come back to me later string this plot out for another three missions oh yeah yeah um and there was the the point i don't think anything we've seen has disputed 
the uh the reputed leaks we got um way back when yeah. when the they data mined the the stuff we got the demos and whatnot and pulled things out of it um but what we got out of that was mostly stuff like weapons and like basic log lines for missions so they weren't really giving away major plot details just giving you more objective style things um yeah nothing really conflicts with that so presumably they're still real um i've half forgotten all of it anyhow so <laughs> as i recall the leaks were not dramatically interesting uh it's all about something tells me bad guys get up to no good and you must stop them before yeah, they do pretty very much bad. uh mostly it was interesting that they did not from those leaks uh really reveal too much about what the harbinger is um so i'm curious to see how much elaboration we get on that or if it's a lot of setup for later hard to say well by the way i think someone pointed out they spotted a a hologram of atriox in the background that you could have mistaken for uh, a charm Mm. but it was specifically atriox So what you're saying is he's going to get killed in the opening cutscene. One can hope. The circle will be complete that way. <laughs> uh, after that, we get Chief's Magic Man, I can believe I can fly, jump. Because the guy loves jumping mm-hmm. out off things. And he jumps into uh, the pelican that's flying down. Amazingly, not getting beamed in the head by any of the debris that's flying out. Of I it. know, right? Lucky bastard. <laughs> yeah, like I felt like it would probably under undercook his badass moment, but I would have laughed. A comedic, just, a comedic dunk. It just well, in even the if face they or don't, something, yeah. just doesn't reflect it. He just something beams him, and his his shields flare. You can still change it through further. Go back, do it. Um, and they're they look like they've just blown up some installation as one does when you're on a halo and then they close it up you see one controller room you've seen them all yeah yeah doing all your thing uh and then we get the the closing little bit of dialogue and thank fuck we got this because the trailer was not complete without an extra bit of i mean it's the classic that's the classic halo or not even halo just trailer thing now it's like all right you got to have your like six second thing on the the pre-roll to try and attract people that ruins the trailer before you have the trailer for youtube you've got to have your like slowed down dramatic cover of a pop song and then oh if this is serious you have to have your like end tag joke uh to to make sure that people know it's not all serious uh, and here it's that uh but i i meant like this because it's actually the 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 pilot and the weapon uh, yeah, because the pilot's like, is everyone trying to kill you? And the weapon's like, yeah, looks like it. Um, which again, like someone hasn't notified them that they're in a Halo game, but I guess they'll figure that out soon enough. Um, mm-hmm. And then we get uh, Halo Infinite. Ooh, pretty logo. December 8th, 2021. It's on Game Pass, which you can get on console, PC, and cloud. Oh boy. And then, and then, I'll tease. They showed you that Asharam is no longer feckin' ugly. They want you to believe. But, uh, oh yeah, one thing I wanted to point out was one of the, you know, the montage of the Vistas at the start. What mm-hmm. looks like a potential crashed guardian may be seen silhouetted in the far distance. 
Yeah, I can see it. It definitely mm-hmm. looks. And actually, we see we see that later on. It's also in the final shot that uh, Foreigner Spire is where Chief blows something up. Um, so mm-hmm. it could definitely be a guardian. Um, and we know they aren't. They might be tough, but they ain't invincible. Uh, so it's it's conceivable that the banished took one down, or uh, you know, the harbinger, or whoever. Well, if you're going to beat Cort- if you're going to beat Cortana, you would have to get through those first. So seeing a fallen one casually in the background has huge implications. Well, and that would be even if they don't specifically mention it. That's that's a good example of environmental storytelling. Like, don't need to explain mm-hmm. to the newbies what a guardian is. Just if you're around, you'll know. That's a big deal. Um. So yeah. Uh, and then we close out. So the game's looking good. I think what we see looks impressive. Um, definitely has that Halo feel. Uh, we'll see how the the story shakes out, and we'll of course talk about it here in articles or YouTube or wherever we, wherever you can find for it. Well, there, I I still have some concerns with my way of playing Halo Infinite. Ah, yes. And I'll not I'll not use this occasion. In order to uh, detail them, but I I do hope like the t- today's trailer, that whole presentation was exactly what I wanted and needed as a Halo fan, and I really hope uh, the concerns that I have can be uh, overcome by the time uh, we get that release date. Because I I would love to sit down on the the eighth of December and take that day off work and just just geek out like the old days. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, I remember. That's that's funny to think about now. I remember the people who would take off, took off, like just called in sick for Halo Two in high school and stuff. <laughs> Back in the day, what is going on on December eighth? What? Why is it a Wednesday? That's so weird. <sighs> All right, whatever. Um, <laughs> I mean, I wonder. <laughs> I can I can just work from home. I can say I'm working. That's fine. Uh, it's after Hanukkah. There's not going to be anything going on at work. Um. Yeah. So hopefully your issues get addressed, but me as mm-hmm. a Series X person, um, I'm excited. Uh, the the yeah, I I think it's only fair to leave until launch to see how the game shapes up on day one and just take the game as it's presented. So I I think we definitely owe them that opportunity. Well, and it's going to be interesting because I mean it doesn't matter to me because I've got Game Pass for like two bucks until. April 2022 or something like that. But this is, they're splitting, it's free to play multiplayer. And we've already known that like a lot of stuff is coming to the game as part of seasons. Um, so sadly, as, as usual, unfortunately with three or four, three games, you're not getting the full game essentially at launch. You're getting a, a highly polished beta. If you want to think about it that way, or you're getting the 1.0 no forge. Yeah. But you're going to still pay, full price for it up front which i don't i kind of can't get bothered by that because at this point why are you buying 60 dollars games when you have game pass (laughs) i think for most people under most circumstances the subscription pricing actually does make more sense well if you want to play it outside game pass some people are married to their steam libraries on the pc platform yeah you can't make them switch so you have to come to them and this game is launching on steam day one they have come to Steam. They have come to that audience. So. Mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to see as as Microsoft evolves its plans and stuff, how that, that changes. Um, but obviously, 
it'll it'll stink not being able to play through a co-op launch day, but it'll will. I was really looking forward to that. Like that was the way ideally I wanted to experience the the, the campaign. Mm-hmm. That was I re, I even spoke to you about it. I spoke to a few other folks about it. And it oh, we'll just have to wait. Just experience it solo. We can. We'll just have to synchronize our games and just do the exact same thing. So we're like we're playing at the same time. <laughs> well to be fair that was a six minute trailer and we sat here talking for 60 minutes so. yeah well we'll see what it gets added down to uh but that wraps it up for the show today uh thanks for joining us uh show notes and links for this episode as well as articles and more can be found at our website fortitude.com you can subscribe to the podcast via itunes google Play, spotify or stitcher check out all our videos on youtube at youtube.com slash forward unto dawn or follow us on Twitter for updates to all our content by following the handle at Forward Dawn. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.